Welcome back to a Tales of Two Bros. I am Angel. I'm Adon. And this will be our marvelous review of Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Is it worth the watch or a waste of time? You're about to find out. Hey, it was. First, of all, it sounded like you said holiday special, but I think it's called it's a Christmas special. No, it's a holiday special. Right, spoilers. Thanksgiving just came around. Christmas is around around the corner. Now we're being bombarded. And this is the second special presentation by Marvel on Disney Plus with another holiday feel or theme. Because first we had Werewolf by Night that came out around Halloween. Mm-hmm. Now this came out, this is coming out right after Thanksgiving, right before Christmas. So I guess that's gonna be our their one shots, the special presentation. I guess we'll expect them every so often on a season maybe we'll expect another one for a valentine's day one or maybe a easter one i don't know maybe a fourth of july one will come out i don't know what they're gonna do and possibly since at the end credit scene there was a strong hint that they'll do another one i'm just thinking now of all the different holidays they could do like a black like a wakanda one for black history month they're coming out with a prequel series. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're coming out with a first, uh, the first Black Panther. Oh, and that I was saw, the thing in the I saw some, yeah, they, they showed some, I guess, concept arts. And I understand that Wakanda and Vibranium is like a, you know, advanced culture and all that stuff, but it looks too advanced. It looks more advanced than what we have present day of Wakanda with Shuri and with what happened with T'Challa and all this stuff? It's like, oh boy, oh that's a diff- that's crazy. different. Yeah, that's different from the comics. Comics like Wakanda, the first Black Panther was like a caveman. I just hope they make it a period piece in a true sense. I mean, again, advancement should not be too far ahead in comparison to what we have in present day. Anyway, so let's go back to this special. I don't know about you. I did enjoy this overall because we have the gang back together, especially with James Gunn especially after the fiasco he went through when he was kicked off of Marvel by Disney. And then he jumped ship. Well, he didn't really jump ship, but he went to DC to do the Suicide Squad. And then Peacemaker. Peacemaker. And he is doing the third installment of the movie. And this was a nice filler in between. What was your initial thoughts? What did you think about it? Overall, I enjoyed it. I laughed more than I thought I would. It was straight up uh, like... The way it started, though, caught me off guard because I was like, it looked like one of those. The animation style reminded me of some, for some reason, it reminded me of The Hobbit. Yes. Or like uh, like the the Boba Fett uh, adventure, Mm -hmm. the cartoon. Uh, And I'm like, was, were we just, you know, hoodwinked with a trailer and we're not, (laughs) we're getting a cartoon the entire time. And then, uh, and then it went from the cartoon to real life arguably so that and i started laughing from there there was some parts where i was confused because i didn't know where they got the funds to buy nowhere essentially right unless well, that was from maybe, like when they were working with thor possibly i mean mm-hmm. granted yeah we did see them last time thor love and thunder they just more it's more like a cameo but again to have the whole gang with the writer and director James Gunn in it. It was just, it was nice. I don't know either. Maybe they'll answer that question in the third movie. Maybe. Gamora is not in this one as well. She's still somewhere. Yeah, I mean, they're still uh, searching for her. 
the past, the past Gamora, right? Mm-hmm. I found it cute here and there. It has some chuckles here and there. The other characters had bigger parts. Mantis had a bigger part in it. You you would have Do thought remember Peter that sh- Quill would have had a bigger part, but he actually had a, a smaller role. Yeah, like, right. Her, I mean, him and Nebula. She was had a small part. Yeah, Nebula. She had a small part too. But it was good to have you know Michael Rooker back playing Yandu, the voicing as Yandu. Anyway, I mean, overall, it's kind of cliche. Where I mean, honestly, I what, what the whole Christmas the whole Kevin is. Bacon thing, the whole well, no, but with the Kevin Bacon thing was I don't know. Was it needed? I mean, just what, Kevin Bacon uh, overall, or the fact like they realized Kevin Bacon was an actor, and they're like, "Oh my God, actors!" It was almost like a big commercial for his music because he is in a band with his brother. True. He took his opportunity to show his uh, singing chops. This is a fun show, but in comparison to say Werewolf by Night, and I know there's two different themes. I would say this is more like. Where Werewolf by Night is Marvel meets the 1940s or 30s horror for Halloween. This is Marvel meets Hallmark, <laughs> like yeah, 1990s uh, yeah. Hallmark. Hallmark or Lifetime Fit, a Lifetime um, Channel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a that. fair comparison with that. And honestly, a lot of uh, the Christmas movies that I grew up with besides like the really big name ones were like Hallmark movies or like the Lifetime movies that you'll just find on TV. And that's legit the feel that you got from this. It was very corny well, uh, at times and, yeah. but and very hammed on with the Christmas theme in a lot of different ways. Now, I don't remember. I think they, it was, it was covered that Mantis and Star-Lord are related. From the second film, I think it was insinuated uh, uh, because uh, she was like on the planet, on another planet, mm-hmm. and, he, and he's like, "I," uh, and he's like, "I found you and whatnot." And basically, he was only going to planets that already seated, for lack of a better, yeah, right. for lack of a better term. So it was like heavily insinuated. For me, that was the best part of that uh, of the episode of them coming together, you know, realizing they're. Well, she already knew, but him finding out and those, that, was, that happened at the end. Yeah, that he's yeah, he has family because that's the thing. Like the biggest part of him was that he didn't have family. Yeah, he had family with Drax, Rocket, Gamora. You know that his crew was his yeah. family. Yondu and the uh, Revengers, uh, the Ravagers, excuse me, was his family there. But those it was not like blood. Yeah. And she beca- she became that, even though they're half brother and half sister uh, related, now he has that legitimacy of that. Like, that's his sister, that's family. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it would have been better if they kind of went in that aspect, I think. I don't know. It's my opinion. I mean, I, I mean, guess good, you, I, you could argue the fact that it was done that way to kind of push yourself. Like, no matter what gift you get, there's no greater gift than family. And like you kind of want to leave that as the hook at the end. Yeah, that's true. Now, is there a scene or moment that you really enjoyed? Ooh, um, I was dying laughing with the first song where like like we just picked up these instruments and uh, like we've only had them for oh. a week and we started learning them and we learned a little bit of right. what you call Christmas and he's like. And I was like, I just want to run this song by you, see if this is go- any good. They rock it yeah, out. They rock it out. And it's all wrong about like the Christmas 
He's like, you only had this for a week. And uh, so that had me laughing. I laughed more uh, with uh, Mantis and I would say uh, Drax. Drax. Not necessarily chasing down Kevin Bacon, but when they were on their way to Kevin Bacon, like uh, Mm -hmm. coming to Earth. Case in point, like when she's like getting drunk or when uh, she's like, why are they all staring? Did you put the cloak on? And he's like, yes. <laughs> and she's like, I can clearly see you just turned it off. He's like, no, I didn't. No, it seemed like in this one, like Drax was a little more relaxed, more, I, I want to say human, but more natural. You know, like he wasn't so like stiff or like yeah, and, how he is in the other films, just and, as like matter of factly or. And I would also say um, Mantis had more of a change too, because Mantis was more docile. And like, and it would let mm-hmm. him talk over her and stuff like that. Where here, she was more assertive. Now, you could argue I, it's because I, of what she was trying to do for Quill, and that's why it was she mm-hmm. was being more assertive with Drax. But yeah, I, I have to say, for me, uh, what I did enjoy overall was the interaction with the cops. <laughs> In the sense, like her that, that one well, scene, like her, well, no, her fighting style, like she's. Before she was like afraid to do something or to like to touch someone. Yeah. Or here she's just throwing down. I thought you might like that scene uh, for fighting. Um, Oh, it was good. Yeah. She was getting in there. It was doing tosses, submissions, and she was using her, um, I guess, like her empathic ability, for lack of a better term. It's like like an empathic submission. Well, it was most like also like a Jedi mind trick. Kind of, yeah, either go with either way, but basically, he's like, she'll, right. she'll put him in a submission hole and be like, sleep, or it's like, uh, you know, like, drop your gun or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then right. that's it. So I was like, they're and, really effective. And with that, also with that scene with, with Drax, or Drax, excuse me, that he's bulletproof, which makes sense. He's done a right. lot of uh, tough things. But he's been injured. Yeah, but he's been injured, but he's been cut by swords and knives. Not earth, not earth but, knives. You know, you, there's, I guess, well, I guess. I guess it depends on the steel. Right. Lead I mean, it was cute. They say it's, it's like you're being, you know, you're tickling me, which is a little different in the sense, like, say, Superman, who just, oh, and they talk about that. They talk about DC characters. And I was like, oh, they did it. They just did a Deadpool. Yeah. They just pulled a Deadpool. But yeah, it was like where Superman takes the bullets, but he doesn't, you know, he doesn't tickle, just bounce off him. Uh, or like Luke Cage, too, they just, you know, objects just bounce off him. Or he's laughing here while he's getting shot. But yeah, when they have Kevin Bacon mind tricked, he's like, "Be a hero." He's like, "Want me like Batman?" Like he, he goes into well, a voice. No, the first one he, like, he goes into was like a British soldier in like World War Two. No, true. He goes, true. "No, be normal, <laughs> be be like a real right, hero." But, like, <laughs> but him, yeah. But them allowing to go with Batman, and then again, knowing that James Gunn has done two DC projects on his uh, as well, and that. He is now involved in the DCU just recently. Mm. You know, of course, this was shot a long time ago, which they are saying now that video games and the anima- new future animation projects mm-hmm. will also tie into the film projects. I mean, I'm not surprised. So they, all- they did that with um, the Arrowverse, where they had the animated movies that were tied into that. But that, see, but the Arrowverse is not tied in with the DCU. No, I know, I know, but the, you can argue that as like their beta test for that concept, and so it it makes sense, honestly, to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and DC 
in retrospect, is they usually hit it out of the park with their DC animated movies. Well, not all of them. Some of them are really crap. Yeah, but but ratio wise, so for I the mean, most part, like but no, for the films. most part, right? Where like where Marvel knocks it out of the park where their film projects and their animation projects suck. DC, their animation knocks it out of the park where their film projects, live action, not so good. Was but there back any to this. other? Well, what was it? Yeah, what was a so, really good scene for you? But was it just the cop scene for the fighting, or was there something that stood out for you? Because I, I talked about mine. No, that was that was pretty much yeah. For me, it was pretty much that, like the whole interaction and and learning about that. Drax is bulletproof. Mantis can lay down; she can throw. Yeah, I did appreciate where it went back to the callback. They did a callback to Infinity War. With when Raccoon, uh, with Rocket, excuse me, meets. Yes, I, I laughed on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Nebula he, gives him that arm. Right. And that's like he calls back because he wanted that arm. Bucky's arm? And she yeah. just smiles. I'm like, oh. oh. Now that you mention that, since Bucky disappeared, I never thought about that. His arm didn't, dis- did it disappear with him? I don't think it disappeared with him. I don't remember. I just remember, I, all I remember is the gun. <laughs> That he had drop. I don't remember if the arm dropped as well. That's true. Now I now I feel like I have to watch at least that scene. A few Although, moments later. No, his whole arm goes away. Okay, so it had to Wasn't happen that? after Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, I mean that's the only way I can explain it because the only thing is the only thing that's there is the. Um, wait a minute. Do I have to look at it again? Hold up. There's a gun. He drops the gun. Right. He drops the gun, but does he? Bucky's arm is where. His right arm, right? His left, or left arm. Left. A few moments later. So his arm, yeah. So it disappeared the whole thing. So it was just so where he got that where where she got that arm, I don't know. Uh what about Groot? Groot looked like he his, was hitting his, the uh, gym. Well, he's a teenager. And what do a lot of teenagers do? They bulk up. Well, they they get they hit the gym. They get that little action. Yeah, he did look like he he, he did. Groot, like I mean, like he didn't get taller, he just stayed the same height, but he like he like got a little bit thicker. Uh, one other scene that had me laughing is when they yeah. unwrap Kevin Bacon, they remove the trance, and he sees uh, Rocket the raccoon. And Rocket's mm-hmm. like, "Don't worry, uh, oh, Kevin yeah. Bacon, we're not here to hurt <laughs> you." And he goes, he's "Like, is that like a talking raccoon?" He's like, "I'll kill you." <laughs> <laughs> oh, or um. When they uh, insult Kevin Bacon and he's still under a trance in the ship, and Kevin Bacon's like, normally that really would piss me off, but right now I feel kind of good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are some good moments, but in my honest opinion, you don't have to watch this. Unless you're for nostalgic, if you love Guardians of the Galaxy, if you love the characters, yeah, watch it. But does it really overall give anything new except for that Mantis and Star Lord are now related. It's confirmed they're related. For continuity purposes, it's not required viewing. Absolutely not. Personally, I think this will be a great movie for kids. Your kids will probably eat this up. It's a holiday film. It's much more lighthearted than your average MCU project that you have coming out. It's 45 minutes, easy to binge. Not even a binge, it's like just a quick glimpse. So if you have kids, Personally, I would say this will be a strong recommendation in that area. In that case, then, yeah, you watch it there. Like I said before, you know, for kids, but 
again, if you want to see the band back together with the maestro leading the helm, with James Gunn, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course, his, his brother is in it too, playing the new um, Yandu. I keep forgetting his name, but he has the helmet now, the headpiece now, the, yeah. which was kind of cute because he says, I still don't have the, I still don't haven't gotten the handle of it, the hand of it, the hang of it, the kinks out. You, I can just imagine what he has done trying so, to control that arrow. Since where we left hitting off. himself or someone else. Yeah. And so that would be kind of funny to see. This was another one shot, a special presentation. Disney Plus and Marvel are apparently going to keep doing. And I don't mind it because, again, it's, you're not really investing that much time. Just no more than 60 minutes, 45 minutes. So that's fine. I welcome that. I mean, and now in comparison of the two special presentations of Werewolf by Night and Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, I prefer Werewolf by Night. Mm-hmm. We did this last time where we compared this to all of the Marvel series. We're going to give it that We're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to do that. So right now, those out of the two, Werewolf by Night is the better one. It's, enter- it's entertaining nonetheless. I, I would definitely say so. Uh, like a Fourth of July one with uh, Captain America, I can I'd be down with watching that. Oh yeah, hello, exactly. With will probably be with um Sam Wilson. I'll still be down for or, that, unless there's a flashback. You know, with Cap, with the original Steve Rogers doing something. The flashback to Captain America during World War II fighting with uh, James Howlett, aka. Wolverine. Wolverine. That'd be a great holiday, a great Fourth of July special. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. That would be nice. Did you see the episode? What did you like about it? Let us know. Comment below. And also, is there a show you would like us to review? Be it Marvel, DC, Star Wars, maybe on Hulu, streaming on Netflix, Paramount, Peacock, Apple TV. What else is there? There's so much TV. I don't know where to, where to begin. All right, guys, that is our marvelous review of Guardians of the Galaxy Holly special. Until next time, we'll be the next time. I'm Angel. Madon. Love you. Love you, bro.